0: Tonight, we're looking at something that is very, very important that we understand. We're going to be looking at the lake of fire. And it's so important that we understand um, the lake of fire in conjunction with what Jesus Christ said in Matthew 25 and what he said in other places in the scripture. So we're going to be looking at the lake of fire. You say, well, you don't sound very edifying tonight. (laughs) Well, you'll see tonight that... Uh, The lake of fire is not even for us in this room. Hello, he said. Well, why do I need to study about it? So you won't go there. It's not for us, but we don't want anybody to go there. Revelation chapter uh, twenty. We're going to begin reading with verse ten. We're going to read the rest of the chapter twenty of Revelation. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. Revelation chapter twenty, verse ten through fifteen. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now when you hear the phrase ever, forever and forever, that means forever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death, at Sheol, and hell, that's Hades, were cast into the lake of fire, that is Gehenna, this is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I want to use for a subject tonight, the lake of fire, and I want us to see the truth about the lake of fire. I think it's real important that we understand the truth about the lake of fire, why it's there, what's going on, what's taking place. And, um, and I've got some good news in here too. And uh, it's, the good news is that we are not going to have to appear before that place. As Christians, we don't appear before the great white throne judgment. You may be seated. Praise God. I'll begin by saying that only the lost are judged at the great white throne judgment, just the lost. Verse 13 through 15 says, The sea gave up their dead which were in it. Death, being Sheol, and hell, meaning Hades, delivered up their dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Death, Sheol, and hell, Hades. And uh, is the se- this is the second death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, in the Old Testament... The Old Testament saints of God did not understand the extent of what is called hell. They, of course, they, had, they knew that it was a fiery place. They knew it was below because the, the mouth swallowed up some disobedient people that were fighting Moses and God. But for the most part, when someone died in the Old Testament, they just assumed it was, it was one phrase, a Hebrew word, Sheol. And sheol means where the dead go. And in the Old Testament, sheol just means the grave. The the righteous and the unrighteous went to the same place, the grave. And that's the understanding they had in the Old Testament. When Jesus Christ came, he used another word, and that word was Hades. Now, Jesus opens up and explains to the people when he's here, walking the earth. He says, now, Hades, and that's another word for hell, Hades is a place where people go. It's the underworld. It's the, it's the darkness, the underworld of those who die. They go to a place in the underworld. And the underworld was, meaning they weren't dead, their spirits went to the underworld. And we find that in Luke chapter 16, where Jesus Christ said the rich man died and in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torments uh, being, uh, and seeing Abraham afar off or seeing Lazarus in Abraham's bosom afar off. And so we need to understand very clearly that Jesus Christ was teaching, it's not just the grave. You, you don't just go to the grave. Uh, when, when you die, your body goes to the grave but you're still in existence. And Jesus is teaching them by Hades was a place where everybody went after they died. Their body was in the grave, but they went to a deeper place, the underworld. And that's what Hades means. And then Jesus Christ opens up another, pardon pardon this pun, but another can of worms where the worm died not and the fire is not quenched. The word that he used in Mark chapter 9 was Gehenna. Now, Gehenna is another word for hell. But Gehenna was referred to by the old prophets of old, the Valley of Hinnom. It actually, Jerusalem had a, um, a junkyard or a, a, a place of refuge where they put, their, uh, put the, the wicked dead. They just put them out there and burn their bodies in the, in, in the fire. They would take the garbage, the refuge, and just put it in a junk pile and outside the city of Jerusalem, and there the fire never went out because it was continuously burning. And because of that, underneath it, when you turn carcass or turn a dead animal or whatever, the fire burning, when you turned it, there would be worms, maggots. And so Jesus Christ used that terminology that the the, uh, Gehenna is like the lake of fire, a place that will never stop burning. And so, we'll connect the dots in just a moment, but I want you to understand, to start with, the only the lost people will, uh, only the lost, those that are unsaved, will appear before Jesus Christ at the great white throne judgment. Christians won't appear there. In fact, they search the books, and there's no mention of the Lamb's book of life, it just mentions the book of life. And I don't know exactly where the church will be where the righteous will be during this great white throne judgment. I said one time a few weeks ago that maybe we'll be babysitting the angels. Hello. I don't know where we'll be, but the, 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 the righteous, the, son of, the children of God, the church will be somewhere other than the great white throne judgment because the great white throne judgment is for all the lost, And that's why it says, the sea gave up their dead, which was in it. Death and hell gave up its dead, which was in it. From the beginning of time, from Adam and Eve all the way to the end of the millennium, all of time, lost people will appear before Jesus Christ on that great white throne judgment day. And they'll be judged according to their works. Now, uh, Jesus said very clearly in Matthew 25, verse 41, that this lake of fire was prepared for the devil and his angels. This was not a place prepared for mankind. It was a place prepared for the devil and his angels. This lake of fire is not for you and I. This lake of fire is not for humanity. This lake of fire is for demon um controlled and fallen angels in wickedness, but if you join the, if you join the losing team, you'll end up in the losing place. Hello, when people join the losing team they'll end up in the in the lake of fire, but it's not meant for humanity to go to the lake of fire. So Jesus Christ comes to rescue us from this place of torment. Only the lost are cast into the lake of fire. That's good news, because I'm not lost. And that's good news for you, if you're a Christian, you're not lost. Only the lost will be cast into the lake of fire. Now, the Bible says there'll be books in which they'll be judged according to their works. The best I can figure out is that when someone died in Jesus' day, of course, in the Old Testament as well, that person either went to a place called Paradise, which was in Hades. And if the person was lost and wicked, they went to the place of torment. And that's where the rich man was, in a place of torment. And Lazarus, the the, the righteous, was in the Abraham's bosom, which bosom means a place of paradise, a place of safety. You, you hold him to your bosom and you're okay. You know, mommas take their children and hold them to their chest and you know, protect them. So that's basically what that's all about. And so um, Jesus Christ explains to them that it's not always going to be Hades. It's not always going to be... In fact, when Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, according to the fourth chapter of Ephesians, he descended into the heart of the earth and he led the captive captive and gave gifts to men. In other words, Jesus Christ went down into the lower parts of where Hades was and he announced to those that were in Abraham's bosom or there in Abraham's side in paradise, he said, come and go with me. I've conquered the grave. I've conquered death, hell, and the grave. And Jesus Christ led them out a paradise and now paradise is in heaven and to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord so when a christian dies they automatically go to be with jesus christ and their bodies buried or burned or you know cremated or whatever but the real person the christian will go directly to be with jesus christ one day for jesus christ to come back to earth with you and I, and to raise up a new body for everyone that has died in the past. They, they that have uh, uh, sleep in Christ, they that are dead in Christ will be given a brand new body. Now, I, I want to point out some things tonight that would help us understand the lake of fire better. Now, the best I can tell is this great white throne judgment. It's not to determine whether a lost person is lost. The great white throne judgment is not to determine. It's kind of like the judge arraignment hearing where the judge declares the punishment. And basically it said, I saw the small and great. It's all, you know, the mighty. Them were in the sea and them were in the grave. They all came to stand and appear before he that sat on the throne. Heaven and earth fled away. The heavens and the earth melted away. Only the law stood before Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, the best I can tell, all the books are open and uh, every man is judged according to their works. Um, It just simply shows that God will take the time to show everyone that stands before him on that great judgment day to show them that they are without excuse, that they are uh, just, that God is justified in, in them being imprisoned in the lake of fire forever and ever. The book was open, the book of life, and of course, if their name's not in the book of life, been blotted out, all the books are there. And so there's a judgment taking place. And I, I don't want to confuse you, but you need to understand that Jesus Christ talked about in Luke chapter 12 Verse 47 to 48, and I'll not take time to read that, but if you'll make notes about it, Luke 12, verse 47 and 48, it talks about there'll be different degrees of punishment in hell. Not everybody's going to suffer like everybody else. You know, it would be ridiculous to say, well, Hitler is going to have the same punishment as someone that's a wino. You know, that's not true. The more wicked, the more works, the more evil, that's one that's going to be punished. You say, well, I don't like God punishing evil. Well, we do it down here. Hello? We do it down here. And so there'll be different degrees of punishment. And that will be determined by their works. Now, I don't like it any better than you do. One day I'm going to stand before God and answer for everything stupid I've done. I don't like it any better than you. In fact, I'll never stand before God for Him to decide whether or not I'm saved or not. I already know I'm saved. The Spirit of God bears witness within me in my heart that I am a child of God. I was judged at the cross of Calvary. I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Thus, because I've been born again and forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ, I will never have to stand before the great white throne judgment because I'm not gonna be penalized to a life of of constant dying in the lake of fire because I've been delivered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm saved. You say, well, preacher, will you be saved? I'm saved now. So preacher, will you be delivered from the lake of fire? I'm delivered from the lake of fire now. Say, preacher, do you think uh, God will judge you for your sins? I've already had my sins judged. On the cross of Calvary, Jesus took every one of my sins, crucified them on the cross of Calvary. Jesus died took my hell, took my wrath, took my sin, took my disobedience, took my, my wickedness, and Jesus Christ bore it upon the cross of Calvary, died on the cross of Calvary, shed his blood for my forgiveness, was put in a tomb and rose again from the grave, and Jesus Christ says, come and go with me to my Father's house. Amen. Woo! Now, the lake of fire is very interesting in that, in Mark chapter 9, verse 43 through 48, it talks about if your hand offend thee, cut it off. It's better to be enter into life maimed than into hellfire where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. In the ninth chapter of Mark, you find Jesus talking about the worm dying not. You find the fire is not quenched. He's referring to this, this place of burning outside the city. It's a place where they burn, the fire never goes out. It, it rumbles constantly. And under mingled in it is the maggots. And that's what Jesus is referring to. He's referring to there'll be a lake of fire and in that lake of fire, it will be outside the city. Well, Gehenna or Hinnom was outside the city of Jerusalem. Gehenna means the, uh, a place of burning, a place where the worm dies not. So we need to understand Jesus Christ is saying in the holy city, Jerusalem, that holy city coming down from heaven as a bride adorned for her her husband, that holy city, Jerusalem, outside of that city will also be a valley of Gehenna called the Lake of Fire. Now, I don't know where that Lake of Fire is going to be. It may be in a different dimension. It may not even be in the sight of, of the new heaven and the new earth in Revelation 21 and 22. It may be, it may not be, but I know this, the lake of fire won't be on the earth because there'll be a new heaven and a new earth and the holy city of Jerusalem will come down and outside of it, not, you know, it says, without it are dogs and wickedness and evil, in Revelation chapter 21, outside the city, Revelation 21, talks about the wicked be outside, the, the dogs, and dogs don't mean your dog that you have at home that you love. It means false teachers and wicked people will be outside. You say, well, does that mean that just outside the holy city Jerusalem, there'll be a bunch of dogs and a bunch of wicked people outside? No, it just means they won't be, they'll be outside the new, the new heaven and the new earth. They'll be outside the new creation where they'll be, it's the lake of fire. Outside the new creation, they will be in the lake of fire. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So preacher, I don't know what I believe. You know the Catholic, I love the Catholic translation of that verse. For whosoever is not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. The Catholic translation is this. Whoever is not written in the book of life is cast or whirled into the pool of fire. Pretty cool, huh? Pool of fire, lake of fire. Who cares? I'm not going there. Jesus Christ has delivered me from that. But the lake of fire was made for the devil and his angels. Let me show you an interesting verse: Isaiah 66, verse 22. Isaiah 66. Verse 22, last chapter of Isaiah, last three verses. Notice what Isaiah the prophet said. By the way, Isaiah the prophet is the one that says, unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given. Isaiah is the one that said, Jesus will be born of a virgin. Isaiah is the one that gives us the crucifixion of Jesus Christ in, in Isaiah 53. So Isaiah is a pretty incredible prophet. And here's what he said in the last three verses of his book, Isaiah chapter 66. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make shall remain before me, said the Lord. So shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that... From one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me, for their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. So we see in this verse of Scripture, according to Isaiah, is the lake of fire will be created in this time frame. Now, someone would ask the question, what time frame is this? Is it the new heaven and the new earth a place where there's no time? Is it the new heaven, the new city of Jerusalem? Listen, let me say it real uh, plain, for you can understand. The holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven as, adorned, uh, as a bride adorned for her husband, there's no time in that city. But there must be some type of time frame because it says the tree of life will bear fruit every month, a different fruit, each month. So you can't have a month that there isn't a time. And so there must be some kind of time frame on the earth. My question would be this. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to our, our intellectual theologians tonight right now. Listen, you that are really deep and theologically correct. Is this the new heaven and the new earth? Uh, when God melts the heavens and the earth and creates a brand new, new heaven and new earth and the Holy City of Jerusalem, or is this the new place that is created at the time of the millennium? You can ask yourself that question. Is it Now, they're not both. Some people try to say, well, there's no millennium. This just means the new heaven and new earth. Well, I've got a problem with that. And the problem I got, if there's no time, it says that they'll at the new moon, and by the way, it says, in uh, Revelation chapter 21, they'll have no need for the moon or the sun. But it says the new moon, and it talks about the, the Sabbath, and talks about the one Sabbath of another, and shall go forth and look upon the God. So I believe that probably, I'm not going to say this all conclusive, but I'm going to say that probably the lake of fire is created during the time when Jesus Christ returns to planet Earth during the millennial reign. When he comes and sets up his reign for a 1,000 years, I don't much believe that this is talking about the new heaven and the new earth. You say, well, preacher, what makes you lean that way? Uh, what makes me lean that way is because Jesus Christ said, the lake of fire was not created for anyone except the devil and his angels, right? It's what he said in Matthew chapter 25. The lake of fire was created for the devils and his angels. So when Jesus Christ returns in Revelation chapter 19 to set up a millennial reign, he creates a new heaven, heavens, a new earth, not like new earth in Revelation 21 and 22, but he he creates a new place. And notice in verse 20, the beast was taken, this is in chapter 19, with him, the false prophet, that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them and had received the mark of the beast and them that worship his image. Both These both, that's the Antichrist and the false prophet, these both were cast alive into where? The lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the... And the remnant were slain with the sword that sat upon the horse. The sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all fowls were filled with their flesh. So I believe that the lake of fire is probably not created yet, but will be created at the end of the great tribulation. It will be a dumping place. Hear me, like Gehenna. It will be a dumping place for the beast and the false prophet, for the Antichrist and the false prophet, and there'll be a place where they'll be burning. They'll burn for a thousand years. You say, well, preacher, how do you know they'll be burning for a thousand years? Well, look at verse 10. And the devil, this is after a thousand year reign, and the devil in verse 10 of chapter 20, that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So we understand, I personally understand in my heart that the lake of fire was made at the end of the great tribulation, a dumping place for the refuge for wickedness. The great white throne judgment, Jesus Christ will judge the the mighty and the, and the, the small and the great, they'll stand before God and the lost will be judged. We as Christians have already been judged through the blood of Jesus Christ, for the glory of God, let me say to everyone in this room, you will never stand before God Almighty and Him address your sins if you're a Christian. Because your sins have been put on Jesus Christ. You will never stand before God Almighty on that judgment day and answer for sins that you've committed because they're under the blood of Jesus Christ but you will answer to God. You will answer to God. Hebrews 9.27 says, It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this to judgment. That's in Hebrews 9.27. Go with me to Hebrews 9.27. I'm going to point out something real quickly. Hebrews 9.27, It's appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, till Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that live for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. In other words, when you appear for, before Jesus Christ, it's it's appointed unto men once to die, and you're going to be you're going to be judged not for your sins, but you're going to be judged for your works for Christ once you're saved. Your sins have been taken care of through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's appointed unto men once to die, but after this a judgment. For the lost, it's the great white throne judgment. For the righteous, you and I that are Christians, it is the judgment seat of Christ. Let me show you the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter five. 2 Corinthians chapter five. If you're a Christian... Wave at me if you're a Christian. This verse is about you and about myself. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Wow. We're going to be judged. As Christians, we will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ but we will not be judged for our sin. We're already saved. We've been washed and forgiven through the blood of Christ, but we will be saved for our works or judged for our works and what we do in in behalf of Christ. There's a judgment day coming. Um, I don't know about you, but it it stirs me when I think about the fact that one day I'm going to be judged. Notice in... in, um, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11 through 15. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11 through 15. For, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, that's Jesus, gold and silver and precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. Now, gold, silver, and precious stones don't burn up. Wood, hay, and stubble do. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And that fire isn't the lake of fire, that fire is God's Word and His fiery judgment. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. Listen to this. But he himself shall be what? Saved. Yet so as by fire. In other words, you'll be saved. God will judge you. When he, you know, I, the, the thing is, we'll never stand before God at the great white throne judgment because that's only for the lost people. But every Christian, I said every Christian. Are you a Christian? Come on, wave at me. Are you a Christian? Every Christian will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. I just read that to you. Will befo- appear before the judgment seat of Christ. 1 John chapter 2, verse 28 says that when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ, notice what it says in verse 28 of 1 John chapter 2. And now, little children, abide in Him that when He shall appear, rapture, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him and his coming. If we know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of God. Notice the phrase in verse 28. When he comes, we want to have confidence and not be ashamed. There it is. When Jesus Christ comes, we do not want to be ashamed at the judgment seat of Christ. It's not talking about being lost. That's been determined by our receiving Christ as our Savior. We're saved. We'll never appear before the great white throne judgment because we're saved. I think it's possible that all the books are open in Revelation chapter 20. I just read to you the great white throne judgment. I think it's possible there'll be some people in hell even now feeling like, well, I shouldn't be here. I'm not that bad a person. I, I shouldn't be in this fire. I should be in paradise side. I, I should be in heaven. I think there's people who die thinking they're saved, die thinking they're good enough to go to heaven and they're in hell tonight. And the great white throne judgment is to clear out all questions because the books will be open and everything they've ever thought, did, or acted upon, everything they've ever committed will be brought out When the books are open and they will have to bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. They will be cast in the lake of fire and will know that God is just in his doing. Because they're going to see that God intended for them to live forever. You know what's really sad? People who go to hell or people who go to the lake of fire, what's really sad is they shouldn't be there. But they chose to be there. The tragedy is no one should be there because Jesus Christ took there away from us if we will trust him. Jesus Christ will forgive us and give us eternal life. I guess the sobering thought would be this. When Jesus Christ comes, I don't want to be ashamed. Hello. I don't want to be ashamed. Now, I don't want to put you on a guilt trip. I don't want to give you a hard time. I don't want you to feel bad about, about what I'm about to say. But I do believe the lake of fire is created at the end of the Great Tribulation. I believe the beast and the false prophet, the Antichrist and the, and the, and the uh, false prophet be cast in the lake of fire. I do believe the judgment of the nations in Matthew chapter 25, they'll be sorted out. But the lake of fire is the final abode for lost people. But one day we'll be judged. You say, Well, when will this judgment seat of Christ take place? It will not take place immediately when the rapture takes place, it will not take place immediately when you die. It's not an individual judgment. Salvation is individual, we're born again. But this judgment is not an individual judgment. If you die, you're not gonna suddenly appear before the judgment seat of Christ and Jesus is is gonna say, let's go through this. No, it'll be a time in which Jesus Christ will judge and he will determine what awards you're gonna get. But you can't get your full reward until the great tribulation is completed. Why? Because you're gonna do things now that will carry over into the great tribulation you're going to help people, you're going to be uh, blessing people, you're going to touch people's lives, and you're going to carry that over into the next into the great tribulation. So you really can't get your full reward until it's all done. So the judgment seat of Christ probably, probably will be just before he marries us and takes us down to earth to fight in the battle of Armageddon. Now, I'm going to close with this. The judgment seat of Christ really kind of troubles my heart because I realize that if we do things that's going to hinder the work of God, we do things that we shouldn't do, we're going to be extremely ashamed and embarrassed. God is not going to pull out skeletons out of our past. But he will address things that we do that destroy our testimony for Christ. When God judges us, he will judge us as to what commitment we had to reading his word. He will judge us to what commitment we had to studying his word. He will judge us to what commitment we had to be faithful to his son, Jesus, or faithful to him. G- Jesus Christ will judge us according to our our. Faithfulness to church, faithfulness to prayer, faithfulness to honor God will be judged. If you do things that you shouldn't do and it ruins your testimony, you'll be judged for that, meaning we should treat men, our wives, right. Wives, you should treat your husbands right. Children, you should treat your parents right. Parents, you should treat your children right. Neighbor, you should treat your neighbor right. Each one, we should treat right. We should have a good attitude because we're going to be judged for how we treat each other. We're going to be judged for how we talk about each other. We're going to be judged for how we attend church. We're going to be judged for how we support the ministry and tithe and offerings. We're going to be judged for how we, we walk with oneness and peace and joy in the presence of God. We're going to be judged for our relationship with God here on earth. We'll be judged for our, our, our commitment to the things of God and, and being totally sold out to God on this planet. We're going to be judged for our faithfulness judged for, and we'll be judged for our unfaithfulness. We'll be judged for our wrong. Now, God's not going to pull and say, well, you did this and this and this. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is when you do anything that brings damage to the cause of Christ, you're going to lose reward. And the things you do for the edification of Christ, you'll receive reward. Your attitude toward each other, your spirit toward each other, you're going (laughs) to... You're even gonna be judged for your words. If you talk about your brother in a negative way, you'll be judged for that. If we, if we criticize each other, we'll be judged for that. If a wife mistreats a husband or a vice versa, a husband mistreats a wife, you'll be judged for that. If a, if a father mistreats a, 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 a grandchild, a grandfather, a, a father mistreats a, a, a family, You'll be judged for that. Things that you do that brings heartbreak to your family. You'll be judged for that. You're not going to be sent to hell for that. You're going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ to determine your rewards. And that's called the judgment seat of Christ. Even our thoughts. Those thoughts that you have that permeate rotten thoughts in your mind. You're a preacher. Am I going to be judged for every evil thing I think? No. It's kind of like what D.L. Moody said. You can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair and laying eggs. Hello. Evil thoughts is when you permeate and entertain those evil thoughts, and they get embedded in your spirit and embedded in your attitude. You'll be judged for that. You'll be judged for your evil talking, your idle words, your words that you do, say wrong, um, using God's name in vain, all that's going to be judged. And you're going to be judged for that. And that's going to make you terribly ashamed. It doesn't make you lost. It makes you ashamed at His appearing. And it also causes you to lose rewards. Now, I can hear someone speak up right now. Well, bless God. I'll just be happy if I make it. My grandson, Caleb... He has your attitude. My grandson Caleb, he says, Well, I don't care if I get any ice cream. Grandma will say to him, Grammy will say to him, Look, if you don't behave, you're not going to get ice cream. I don't care. I don't care at all. I don't care if I don't get to go down and play with the chickens. I don't care if I don't get to go outside and swing in the swing. Yeah, he does when the other grandchildren get that scoop of ice cream. Now it's terribly unfair, he thinks. Why? Because it does matter. You might think it doesn't matter that you don't get rewards. You might think, well, it don't matter just so I get it. No, you're going to be so, you're going to have your glorified, re-glorified body, bottom lip sticking out so far. I mean, you're going to be so sad, Because you missed out on rewards. Hello? Come on. And so when we do anything that would damage a relationship or damage the church or damage our walk with God, we'll be judged for that. It doesn't mean we'll go to hell for it. It means our motives and things we do will be tried as fire. And only the gold and silver and precious stones will survive. But the wood, hay, and stubble will be burned up. But you yourselves will still be saved. And that's when you receive your crowns and your rewards. And if you have the attitude, well, it don't matter just so I make it, you're going to be like my grandson Caleb. It will be matter. It will matter. When Jesus Christ fills a big old scoop of ice cream in an ice cream cone, it will matter. Now You realize I'm being kind of, Sarcastic there, but it will matter. It'll matter a great deal. It also matter to you whether or not you shine as bright as others. You know, we according to Daniel, some of us will shine brighter than others. Well, what's changed? I mean, you look at it, some will shine brighter than others. That's what Daniel said. They to be wise shall shine as the firmament, the stars in the heaven, that win souls to Christ, and so. Our bodies will shine. Even angels shine in different degrees. And so wouldn't you like to be the one in heaven, in heavenly places where the angel says, that bright one over there. There's that bright one over there. Wouldn't you like to be that one that the angel would point out and say, over there, that bright one. You don't want to be the angel that looks over there and says, over there, that dim one. You don't want to be the dim one. You want to be the bright one. Hello. Hello so the lake of fire is not made for us. It's made for those that reject Christ. And Jesus come to rescue us from Gehenna, rescue us from Hades, bring us into the presence of God. But that doesn't mean we won't be judged. Everyone will be judged. But we as Christians will be judged according to the deeds that we do in our body. We'll still go to heaven, but we don't want to be embarrassed or ashamed when the Lord appears. Amen? Hello. Amen. woo. You say, preacher, you got, I got something to think about. Well, I'm not trying to mess up your holiday, but I would like to tell you that we need to be real careful how we talk and how we walk and how we live because we're going to answer to God. We, we're not immune from judgment. We're just immune from the lake of fire by the blood of Christ. We're not, we're not rescued from hell uh, just rescued from hell. We are rescued from hell, but we're not rescued from the fire of God's judgment because God is going to judge us. We're, still, we're going to stand before God. In fact, I think, more, I think I think more preachers today ought to talk more about this judgment seat of Christ because we are going to be judged for the words we say, the things we do, and how we live. Even though we don't go to hell, Thank God I'm not going to hell. Thank God the lake of fire is not for me. It's for the devil and his angels. I realize that I need to be careful because God is going to judge me. And I don't want to stand before God ashamed. Stand with me. Don't want to stand before God ashamed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope you understand the lake of fire a little bit better t- tonight. I I think it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of preachers that try to say, well, you know, you're just trying to escape judgment. No, we're not. We're all going to be judged. But Jesus Christ came so that we wouldn't have to go to the lake of fire. And we don't have to answer for our sins because the wages of sin is death. Jesus Christ came so that we could... Understand that He has redeemed us, saved us by His blood, and we're His children. And one day we'll be judged by the Lord. But it won't be to determine whether we go to heaven or hell. That's already been decided through a new birth, through being born again. At the great white throne judgment, it's already been decided there too. All the lost go to hell. And the judgment will be passed and the sentence will be carried out. Some will suffer more than others, but it will be carried out. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to the lake of fire. I don't want to go to hell. I want to live forever. And I want to bring honor to Jesus Christ. Altars open. We we'll invites invite you to come.